0: and this is the reality of Christmas, that it is not just a gift one day of the year, but every day in the year to celebrate the faithfulness of Christ.
1: Merry Christmas. Welcome to this week's episode of the His Hill Podcast. My name is Kelly Darty, and I'm your host. I've recently been informed by some of you, our listeners, of how the Lord's using the podcast in your lives. Thanks for the encouragement and Please pray for us as we continue to look to Jesus with future episodes. And I've also been given some fun stories as to how and where some of you are listening to us. One couple from Florida has told me that they take me on dates with them and they, so they say that they, they often listen to the podcast when they go out. Well, that was a new one for me, but Hey, I'm good with it. And I've also been informed that some of you listen while at work. I was recently told by the father of one of our alumni that he listens while on the tractor working in the fields. And I really find this all to be amazing that the Lord can and does use such a simple format. I mean, it's just a small mixing board in front of me and a microphone. And he uses it in the lives of people all over the world. Praise God. Well, this is the third and final episode of a three-part series leading up to Christmas. I really appreciate John, Kevin, and Connor for their willingness to take part in it. We've already heard from John and Kevin and in this third Christmas devotion, we'll hear from Connor, who is our camp director. And since Connor Patterson has kind of become our resident church historian and he's already led us in several devotions using our history, he's decided to stay in that lane for this Christmas reminder. In it, he will share with us of the love of God as found in Christ, and that this love should be seen in us toward others. He also wants us to be mindful that this reality is not just for Christmas, but throughout the year as well. So with that, let's join Connor.
0: Being the um, history nerd that I am and that I um, enjoy being, when have to do the devotion, I thought um, to try to, you know, stay in that frame of mind. So let's transport back in history for a little bit and hear what the Lord has done then that we may be encouraged now. The deep chill of a winter night in Belgium, 1914, sets on the 400-mile-long, trenched Western battlefront of World War I. What was originally thought to be a quick confrontation is now a six-month belaboring with no end in sight. Soldiers along each side of these muddy, miserable, miry trenches lived in horrific conditions, often cold, wet, caked with mud, incredibly susceptible to sickness. Each had come to terms with their own departure, seeing the thousands upon thousands who had died before them that it would be that of an empty casket sent home. No fires were allowed of any kind. No fires of, of, of physical for physical warmth were allowed so that the enemy would um, not be able to quickly zero in on where they were. There was no warmth of skin and to be sure no warmth of heart their minds were as thick with hate as the blood that covered their hands and then came christmas eve 1914 one eyewitness account bruce barnes father in the british first battalion of the royal warwickshire regiment was crouched in a trench three feet wide wide awake from fear hunger and and sleeplessness that only war could have exposed him to. He suddenly heard out, uh, a sound out of the chaos of his mind, and it was the sound of singing. It was 10 p.m., he recalled. And upon asking a fellow soldier, they agreed it, it must have been singing from across no man's land, the Germans. Across the muddy and bloodied field, it was these making quite a racket. And listening further to this, quote, racket, became actually what, for them, unbeknownst to them, was going to be the remedy to their hate. For the Germans were singing Christmas carols on this Christmas Eve. The poetic words of O Holy Night illuminated the darkness and rushed across no man's land. The Brits, hearing this song, began to echo the words, quote, Fall on your knees, O oh, hear the angel voices, O oh, night divine, O oh, night when Christ was born. There is a great tussle of confusion. All the singing suddenly stopped, and then a shout, in very broken English, saying, Come over here. Sorry, I don't have a good German accent, nor do I have a good broken English one. In the response to Come over here, a British sergeant answered and said, You come halfway. And what happens next has long puzzled the minds of many and stunned the world of military historians. On December 24th, 1914, the quote, Christmas truce was unofficially declared. And it was declared not by generals, not by politicians, but by men living in the midst of chaos of war, of hatred, both enemies of one another began climbing nervously out of their trenches to meet their enemy. This time and this evening, not with bullets and not with hate, but with gifts of kindness, handshakes, songs, tobacco, and apparently there was an exchange of awful wine from either side. One British soldier named John Ferguson recalled, here we were, Laughing and chatting to men whom only a few hours before we were trying to kill. A night of harmonious joy ensued within this context of hate, a moment of kindness in a war that had not seen this kind of killing in history, and a lesson of Christ in a world that was defined at that moment by chaos. The song, O Holy Night, goes on in one of the verses, verse 3, to say, truly, he taught us to love one another. His law is love and his gospel is peace. It made me think of Romans chapter 5, verse 8, which says, but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You see, earth was the no man's land Of world war one littered with death and disease from the disobedience of sin and into this no man's land this dark this chaotic void the christ the messiah jesus himself steps in exemplifying the humility and kindness of god by stepping into this void, by stepping into this chaos, this no man's land, and he himself giving his life as a ransom for the many. So that we, enemies of God, could be reconciled to our father and to know his life of love and his gospel of peace. Second Corinthians five 21 says he made him Jesus who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. I hope that statement. I hope that phrase. I hope that verse. And I hope this truth as Jerry Benjamin, all who recall him having him as a guest speaker, the words in which he would start almost every class with his prayer that we would not let familiarity breed neglect. And the Christmas season with, with as, as many materialistic distractions as there are, as many, you know, for some of us, uh, familial anxiety that it might bring on, in all of the, the busyness of this season, that we would not let the familiarity of this season breed the neglect of why we needed a savior to be born as we, so that he might render powerless the authority of the one who had us enslaved to death. And reflecting on this Christmas truce of 1914, it reminds me of the peace and life that has been made available to us, as Scripture said, enemies of God, a truce, a reconciliation that we needed to come. And this time, we don't meet halfway, but in reconciliation, we needed to come into the full righteousness of God, only accomplished through the sending of the righteous one. In Christ Jesus, we have no no more condemnation. In Christ Jesus, we stand and exult in his grace. In Christ Jesus, we are made righteous. Not because of how long we don't sin, not because of the good acts we do. It is because we are clothed in him that we know this truce, this not just truce, that would be the mercy of God, but greater than the truce, we are given the gift of God, his law of love and his gospel of peace. So that now seen by God, we are seen as friend and no longer foe. That the sin that was master over us is no longer master over you, as Romans 6 says, but now we are under grace. And that what, what once was a battlefield against him now becomes the podium of his redemption. What this world is was once a battlefield against the creator. And now God has given us the gift, the blessing of life in this world that it would be a pedestal and that it would be a podium upon which we as letters of living gospel of Jesus, we as the aroma of Christ, we as ambassadors would go forward in faithfulness because of the faithfulness of Jesus, that we would go forward in mercy because of the merciful one that looked upon us and that we would give great grace to one another not just those who love us in this season, but those who are considered, quote, enemies against us because of the great grace that God has given to us in Christ, that truly he taught us to love one another because he is love. And I cannot be poured out from my own love. That ends so quickly, I have found. I have to be poured out from the very love of Christ. It has to be his love in order to love one another and then in order to love my enemies. And this is the reality of Christmas, that it is not just a gift one day of the year, but every day in the year to celebrate the faithfulness of Christ, to live in the faithfulness of Christ. This season is just a reminder of the good gift that we've been given. And as ambassadors, the good gift, not only that we've been given, but that everything God gives us is meant to be expressed through us. Nothing he ever gives us is meant to be taken selfishly. But every good gift he gives that now through us, he may share into the lives of others. We may give the very grace of God that we've received into the lives of of one another. This is a lesson we're trying to teach our kids right now. You know, we fight the materialistic nature of this world, the selfishness of this world. Everything I give to Brielle is meant to be shared with Callum. Everything I give to Callum is meant to be shared with Brielle and Joelle. Joelle has not quite caught on to this yet, um, but that every good thing she gets is meant to be shared. May we have the mind of Christ. May we have the heart of God, to step into these no man's lands of this world, this dark, this crooked, this perverse world, with the gift of reconciliation that we've been given in Christ, and that we as ambassadors of God would reconcile others to the very love of God in Christ Jesus. Wherever that looks like for you in this world, whatever that might cost you in this world, that the cost is worth the crown of life so blessings merry christmas happy new year to all who are listening to this at uh, any place or any stage of life Uh, you are loved by the king of kings you are loved by us here at his hill whether we know you or we don't but most importantly the love of god has been poured out for you in christ jesus we pray that you would know his love today and in this season blessings
1: Thank you for listening to the His Hill podcast today. We hope you enjoyed hearing from our camp director and very own church history buff, Connor Patterson, and his devotional on the Christmas Truce of 1914. That's all we have for you for today. Remember to keep your eyes fixed on Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. I'm Lizzie, and we'll see you next week.